Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Tonight we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. You see the, the difference? When you speak in prophecy, other people can understand it, they hear it, they can receive it. You know, it's a word for them and they understand it, just like Peter's preaching hit everybody that was there because they all spoke the common language. Whereas he who speaks in a tongue, unless you know that language, and it could be a tongue of men or of angels, according to Paul and chapter 13. And so unless you understand that language or speak that language, you can't be edified. You can't say amen to what the person said, what the person prayed. And so he says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. In other words, when you speak in a tongue, it edifies you. You are built up personally. And and so this is kind of where the, and maybe you've heard people say, they talk about a tongue as their prayer language. You ever heard of this? Okay, this is, that's not a biblical phrase, prayer language, but it does seem to lend a lot of credibility to it when we look at what Paul says about it in this passage, because he kind of refers to it that way. Speaking in a tongue by yourself edifies you. If you're amongst the church, nobody is edified, he says. Notice this, verse 5, I wish you all spoke in tongues, and I honestly have the same wish for all of us as Paul does. Paul doesn't disparage it. But even more that you prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Interesting, here's why, notice. Unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So you could rightly say that tongues is a personal gift, and tongues is a partial gift, a half of a gift. And the other half of the gift is interpretation. And so if somebody speaks in a tongue, the church is not edified unless... There's somebody there that interprets the tongue. And if, if the interpret, if interpretation happens, then everybody can say, hallelujah, amen, praise God, or whatever to, you know, I agree to the prayer. But if nobody interprets, then only the person who speaks is edified. And yet he who prophesies is greater because, not because the gift of prophecy is better than the gift of tongues. You know, we, we talked about that. All gifts are you know, gifts from God, you know, and we don't disparage the gifts that we have. But he's greater benefit is what Paul means to the church than he who merely speaks in tongues. Although the person who speaks in tongues may be a greater benefit to the church in other ways because as he spends time speaking to the Lord in tongues, he may be more thoroughly equipped for the prayer that he's given than somebody who hasn't been praying. Does that make sense? Early on in my ministry, you know, and for years and years and years, I prayed. Uh, at first, I was afraid of the gift of tongues. And then, 
I was open to the gift of tongues. And then I listened to those kooky people that say, okay, what you got to do is you just got to start moving your lips and just loosen your tongue. And then just start to, whatever it comes out, you know. She rode in a Honda, shunned a Mackay, half price gas, you know. <laughs> you know. And I did that because you do, you know. But it, how dumb is that, you know? It's so intuitive, you know. Everything that comes out of your mouth, you, you did it. Until one, one time, it was, Shannon and I were still living in Boise. We had just planted this church. And I was under tremendous pressure. And, I, you know, we had a, I was spending 40 hours over here working at the church plus, 40 hours plus, and I was working 40 hours over the hill at my day job. And so we were putting in 90 to 100 hours probably a, a week, both of us just working our tails off you know, driving back and forth and just all of that. We bought this building and I was feeling like overwhelmed. And I knew, you know, I remember just speaking to the Lord, saying, Lord, you know what? You say that he who speaks in tongues is edified and I don't know what to pray. And the Spirit prays through us mysteries. And so I asked, Lord, would you give me the gift of tongues? And I began to speak in tongues. And it wasn't like, she rode in a Honda type of stuff. It was... It was the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was unmistakable for me. And so now whenever I feel super stressed out, I'm speaking in tongues, you know, not loud. I don't do it in public or anything. I'm not like in the shopping mall, hey, you know, yelling out, speaking in tongues. And I don't do it in the church except for quietly to myself. But whenever I'm feeling pressure, it's amazing how much release you get. You know, maybe you're that person who's under a lot of stress what a blessing it is to be able to know the Holy Spirit is praying through me. God has this. And just allow the Lord to speak those prayers over you as you pray. Praying maybe for other people, who knows. And, and I don't have the gift of interpretation. I suppose that would be helpful for me to know what I'm praying in tongues. I've had people interpret tongues that i prayed. And when somebody has interpreted a tongue that i prayed... Usually it sounds something like a psalm or a prayer, an intercession or something like that. It's very beautiful. And I probably should seek for the gift of interpretation. But, you know, I know that this is beneficial for me. You know, and I think that that's true for anybody who has that gift. But better even still, Paul would say, if you can interpret. Verse 6, he says, But now, brethren, if you come... If I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? So he says, if I come and speak to you in tongues, it's not going to be any benefit to you unless also I speak a revelation or a predictive prophecy or by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching. Even things, verse 7, without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sound, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if a trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? You know, I mean, do you hear that? You're like, what? You know, do I go to lunch or do I go to battle? You know, do I put my, my gear on or do I, you know, put my bib on? You know, what, what do I do? You know, and that's what he's saying. He says, you know, every, every trumpet, every blast has a sound that is significant so you know how to respond to it. So too, he says, so likewise, you, unless you utter by tongues words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. 
That's how effective tongues are within the church service. If you have people speaking in tongues in the church service and there's nobody there to interpret, you might as well just be yelling into the air with nobody to hear. Verse 10, there are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. When I was in India, or in Italy, or any of the other places I've gone, Belize, in some places in Belize, where I went, I could go and talk to somebody and try to communicate with them, but they can't understand a word I'm saying, and I can't understand a word they're saying. You know what's interesting, though? There is one word, and this is universal. I don't know if you knew this. There is one word that's universal in every single language in the world, and it means praise be to God. The word hallelujah. What was interesting, every language uses it. We were in India and we started singing, you know, just the pastors that were there with me. We started singing this song, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And, and, and the Indians just took over and they sang, it was similar, but it was different. They sang their own Hallelujah song with their own words. It was really cool. But just to think, you know, here we are. I'm, I'm teaching inductive Bible study in the Bible college there in India. And I have an interpreter the whole time, but then we sing this song, Hallelujah, and everybody knows the word, right? Everybody sings the same Hallelujah. It's beautiful. And so th- there is no distinction in the things I'm saying to them. What I'm saying to them is worthless. What they're saying to me is worthless, and it can be frustrating. And so, so too, when you're speaking in tongues, I mean, if you're speaking in tongues and you don't know the interpretation, you can't even make gestures, you know? Like, I need to go to the bathroom, you know? You, you, you figure it out when you're in those places because you know what you're trying to say. But when you're speaking in tongues, you don't know what you're saying. And so what benefit is it to you? What benefit is it? Well, it's a benefit to you, but what benefit is it to those who hear you unless they know the meaning? Verse 11, Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Every sound, every alert has a meaning. I don't know if you have this on your phone, but you have one whistle sound for your text messages, and you have one clink sound for your Facebook messages, and you have one noise for your ringtone, and another noise for your alarm, and another noise for a different type of alarm, and you have all these sounds that your phone makes until it makes a sound that you've never heard before. Have you guys ever been there? It's like, what in the world was that? Was that my phone? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.